Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kings Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KingsCast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we're coming off a really fun episode just last week. Ryan and I came on and we're really excited to talk about Kings as the season gets close. If you want to check out that episode or any of our other episodes, you can always find those streaming wherever you get your podcasts. So bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan, what's good? What is going on? Um, what is today? Wednesday. This is officially week three post-surgery. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the sling 70%, I'd say at the time, um, you know, I hit the treadmill today. I, you know, I, when I, when I'm, when I'm on the treadmill, I gotta wear a sling, you know, but Hey, I crushed out a mile and a half yesterday. I crushed out two miles today with a sling on, um, you know, so Hey, things are getting better over here in the household, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here, you know, training camp opened this, up this week and, uh, yeah, man, we're, we're inching closer and closer to this season, which I'm so pumped for because I'm going to brag again. I got fucking season tickets this year, baby. So, you know, just a lot to look forward to. So, uh, yeah, really exciting because training camp. So finally, you know, so we came on last time and it was kind of uh, it was one, we didn't really have any updates. We didn't have any rumors. It was kind of like that standstill, you know, but this time we're coming on and there's a little bit of training camp. So that means video clips are coming out, which means people start commenting on video clips. Uh, right, Ryan? You're seeing a lot of that going on. Um, something we touched on last week, which we kind of foresaw, there may be a couple articles that inspired it, but was the, the how they're going to handle the guards. So like that's now being asked of them. Did you see the, uh, the, the post, the picture, the three of them, and they were talking the about, oh, we're going to run the three guard lineups. And, and I don't think bullshit. that's not going to happen. That you know, it's that's not going to happen. Well, it'll here's what I'll say it'll happen maybe at random points of the game, but they're not yeah. going to roll out there. No, with that. they're not going to get run. There's not going to be like 25 minutes throughout the game where like maybe two to three minutes. Maybe, you know, if Buddy gets in some injury or some not injury, but uh, foul trouble or, you know, or Harrison Barnes gets in foul trouble or something, something crazy like that. But 
you know, it's like we said last week, dude. Buddy Heels plays 32 minutes a night. Harrison Barnes plays like 30 fucking five a night, dude. It's ridiculous. Harrison Barnes is always up there in minutes. Like, come on, man. There is no way in hell that they're going to roll out their first significant amount of time with that three-guard lineup. Just it ain't going to happen, dude. And honestly, it's like we said last week again. You know, I don't expect Davion Mitchell to get as much playing time as people think. Yeah, I, I actually disagree. I think he's going to play, dude. That's what I think. I think he's going to play. He's a high draft pick. That's, no, that's what he help. is. You know, but I, you know, we talked about it, dude. He's not going to get fucking 30 minutes a game like Tyrese. No, Halliburton I'm not saying he's going to get 30 minutes. But I mean, look, the reason I don't think. So here's the thing. Eight, two 18. Things. Two things. Right. I don't think. I think that Tyrese Halliburton is not going to get as many minutes as he did last year. I think he got as many minutes as he did last year out of pure necessity. He played a lot, dude. I mean, I think ideally having him in like, I'm not saying he's going to drop significantly, but if the guy played 30, 31 minutes, you know, that's his average. I mean, 28's okay. I, I don't think Davion Mitchell is going to play 30 minutes a game, but dude, you're telling me that guy's 18 minutes a game is, is kind of decent. I mean, uh, he is a top pick. He is a top pick, dude, and he's a defensive specialist, which they don't have a lot of them, so they're going to have to throw him out there. Dude, they're, they're so log jam, okay? You know what? You know maybe after the All Star break, once Terrence Davis or or Buddy Hield gets moved, you know maybe. But like, dude, you have De'Aaron Fox, Terrence Davis, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, and Davion Mitchell. Okay, like it's just not in the cards for that guy to play a bunch of minutes. It's just not, dude. Like it's it's not. I, I don't see it happening unless, you know, injuries, obviously. And, you know, if a guy gets moved, but there's, you know, they didn't bring, you know, a 24-year-old Terrence Davis back for no fucking reason to 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 sit the bench. You know what I mean? Yeah, third year, a third-year guard who who showed last year that he can score, you know, who's really only two years older than Davion Mitchell. Like, they're <laughs> I just don't see it, dude. I don't see Davion Mitchell getting hella minutes like people think. Like I said, you know. 15 to 18 minutes would be would be solid but you know people like there people are going to look at Halliburton's minutes last year and they're going to compare him to that and people are going to be like why the hell he's not you know and it's like you said necessity you know that we're so log jam up there at the guard position and in, in the in the uh, in the front court that there's just not enough there's not enough minutes to go around for guys to get that you know bonafide superstar and Darren Fox and a sharpshooter and Buddy Heald you know those guys are going to eat a lot of minutes in the backcourt you know what a uh, mismatched team with a log jam on position, but you know, basically like the Kings is a perfect candidate for um, a trade, <laughs> a trade. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's why, I, that's why I said, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying, and I'm, and when I, I'm not saying it's, it means it's going to be like this big trade ahead of the season, but uh, I think like, it's definitely a candidate for a early to mid season because they, you know, you talk about, you talk about all those guys, mostly the guards and, that's if it's a bit if it's a big move, I think Halbert would be included, like we've always been saying. If it's a smaller move, I mean they could move, they could move Terrence Davis, you know, and that's probably oh, yeah, that, yeah, what they, sure. and they, they want to retain him. And, happen, yeah. yeah, like once Davion Mitchell midseason can kind of take on more minutes, like they can move yeah. him. You know, so yeah, I think this year will be very interesting. Um, you know, about the about the lineup though. Um, one thing we always kind of frustrated us for a lot of years, dude was the Kings, like, lack of stability in their lineups, which, look, I get it if you have a bunch of shitty teams and you're not really going to commit to, the like, a lot of those players and a staple in your lineup year over year. I get that. So, I get that. I mean, so I understand before I say this, but it seems like the Kings kind of reinvent themselves every other year or every year, and they have for a while. 
And we always felt like that was like a real hindrance, you know? And this, I think this year they're bringing, they're bringing back guys who now who have been playing together for um, like three years. I'm like, you know, multiple guys. When's the last time that you had like key components of your starting lineup and rotational players actually have like productive time with each other. Right. That's something I'm looking forward to this year. And you know, I'm going to throw Marvin Bagley in that because I'm, I'm optimistic that he's going to be a part of that, but He's what do you be. think about what do you think about that? I mean, people, when we talk about everyone's always fire the coach, trade this player, like do this, right? But there's something to be had. And that's why we were kind of anti-tanking, right? There's something to be had about just kind of keeping a coach, keeping the stability, um, same schedule, same intensity, whatever, you know, all that shit. Um, and then the same players. And one thing we talked about like last year, Ryan, was when you play with the same players and the same system, same kind of role you know, what, what happens is you, you kind of establish your game and your presence. Right. And then you just uh, continue to get, you know, to grow H in your, in your role continues to grow. Right. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. The, you know, the continuity, the comfortability, the communication that, that goes into having, you know, that stuff that takes a long time for, uh, uh, you know, teams to get that, that gel, and, uh, you know, the running it back was what we were talking about all last year. That's why we were so anti-taking. Hey, just give them a chance, you know, give them a chance, you know, like, like last year, a lot of people, Hey, fire this, like, whoa, 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 you know, and this, you know, we had talked about it multiple times, you know, people wanted to fire Luke and it's like, well, Luke went through a COVID season. Luke hasn't, you know, Luke, you know, just had GM changes last off season player changes. He's running it back. There's no excuses now, you know, and I'll be the first one to start calling people out. You know, but I've been advocating, you know, you as well have been advocating for this for, for a few years now. Like, hey, let the guy stick around. Buddy's been healed. Buddy healed been here, what, this year four? Year five. No, this is year. He's running. This is year six for Buddy, actually. I saw it today. This is year six for Buddy healed. Year six, right? So that means five and a half years that he's been with Sacramento because he got traded his rookie year at the All-Star break, right? Five and a half years. You know, Darren Fox, what is this, year five? You know, but Marvin Bagley, this is year four. Harrison Barnes, this is going to be the third full year, you know, in, in this system. Rashawn Holmes, third full year. Like, there's a lot of continuity here, you know. And uh, there's something to be said about that, you know. And but, but I will be the first to call them out a month and, you know, a month into the season or, you know, six weeks into the season when they're fucking up. You're going to hear about it on here that, Hey, okay, now it's, now it's not working. You know, we tried this, we gave it a shot. Uh, it's time to make something happen. But, um, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, man. Cause not a lot of people talk about that, you know, nah, people focus look, on like the star player and yeah, the next yeah. big trade. And, and like, if it's yeah. not working, like fire everybody. Remember we did yeah. that thing like fire and trade everyone. That was always the people's take. And sometimes like chill you out, know? develop, you know, it's develop the thing guys, you know, like, Look at, look at real quick, you know, like Alex Len talked about, you know, on media day, you know, that he wanted to come back here because he liked, he liked Sacramento. He was comfortable with Luke Walton. You know, he liked how things, the direction the team was going in. There's a lot to be said about that kind of stuff. You know, having guys that are comfortable in a system, know the system, you know, so um, that just goes, you know, kind of prove, kind of, uh, kind of proves our point, you know, right there with the continuity and the comfortability. Yeah. And you start to, you know, I, that was always the take is it was like it, when you're always changing the lineup or changing players and signing guys and not playing them like they've, they've done weird stuff like that, you know, and, and it doesn't really contribute to, to anything. And, but and there, 
your lineups are always different because you're just not talented. I mean, that was basically the story of the Kings, but you can't really say that now. I mean, going into even going to last year, like just the team on paper, like their starting lineup, they're all really talented. They have they're pretty talented players. They're not like shit players. You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of rosters out there that have shit rosters. Okay. But like De'Aaron Fox last year with Buddy, even Holmes coming back, Barnes, like Barnes and Buddy particularly. I mean, those guys can play on a lot of those guys would start games and play on a lot of NBA good NBA teams. They would. Yeah. You know, so it's not like those are just uh you pick somebody random, you know, they're not, there's yeah. not some rando guys. They're, they're solid players. And you saw that. Well, you know that through Harrison Barnes's history of his career. And you know that from, for everybody who hated buddy, you know, that the, the trade value, I mean, the arguably best, you know, best teams in the league wanted to give up a lot for him. And so it just shows that. And, and so bringing, that's why, that's why, you know, Ryan, though, like everybody's hates on buddy Hill and we always defend him a lot. But this this push to um, just uh, change the lineup automatically because Tyrese Halliburton is here, you know I don't know, man. I mean, Buddy Hill's Buddy Hill's legit, and keeping those veterans another year is big. And the big thing is really just going to be that healthy thing. It's going to be it's going to be the healthy thing. Ultimately. Yeah, and, and we and we talk about uh, on here multiple times, you know, NBA primes, and guys really hit their prime in the NBA. You know, twenty seven to. 32, 33, you know, it's, it's starting to extend a little bit, but I would say, you know, you know, if I had to narrow it, you know, we'll get a smaller window, 28 to 32, you know, 27 to 31. That's the prime of NBA players right now. And Buddy Heald's in that, you know, Rashawn Holmes is in that Harrison Barnes is what 30, 31, maybe, you know, so we got these guys in their prime who have been in the system for a few years and they're ready to go, man. I'm excited, dude. Every time we come on here, you know, we start, you know, me and Eric have talked about it multiple times is, you know, we don't script anything. We kind of just get on and we're like, Hey, what's up? And we kind of BS for a few minutes, you know, like today we didn't even talk about Sacramento Kings when we got on, we were talking about some other bullshit and, you know, and every time we come on here, dude, it's just, you know, reinvigorating. I get, I get excited, dude. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Like there is a lot of, there is a lot to be, you know, looking forward to in, in Kingsland right now. There, there's a lot to, to be happy about. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, over here talking about all this stuff, dude. Fuck yeah, man. There's, fuck yeah. We're almost there, man. We're, we're three weeks away, dude. I can't wait. Now you, you bring that up and it's, it's, uh, I try to check out other kind of King stuff, you know, cause we're not, I don't, we, I would consider us like media. We're not fucking media, dude. You're, you're I'm not trying to be like that. Right. Right. <laughs> like that's not us, you know, we're still, so we're mostly, we are fans, but that's what we are. And so, yeah, we do consume a lot of, of, uh, king's media i mean we obviously through the king's land page a ton of stuff goes on in there so we're, we're kind of in there and a lot of outlets that that I follow it's um they're, 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 i think coming off last year the doom and gloom shit was from the tanking shit that that was the one you know yeah, that and was so- that was driven by local sack you know me- media Dorks. that was the local yeah. media who covers yeah. the team dude it's fucking yeah. trash that's what I'm saying. So, like, the tone around it has been that, has been that, and then in the past, it has been kind of homerism. But I think going into the year, it's always hella exciting. Everyone's just super juiced. That's why I bring it up. Is like, you know, as we do the predictions, I, I don't, I don't know where the Kings are gonna fall. We talked about it last time. The schedule is so difficult. It's gonna be really. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be a tough year. It's gonna be a very tough year. Um, so I don't really know what this what's gonna happen this season. But yeah, no, I feel you though about being excited. 
and and optimistic and it leads me to something i forget who posted someone posted in king's land day ryan and it was that pessimist view you know and it was it was like uh he said something along the lines of like, it's funny, all the Kings fans, blah, blah, who are excited right now. Like, you know, we talked about that. We've been so bad for so long. So some people just thrive in that space type yes. of fan. So, you know, he was laughing at all people for being optimistic and he was kind of trying to make the point about how the team right now is not better than the team, you know, is no better than the team last year. And I was kind of like, that's kind of a joke, dude. You know, I was kind of like, that's kind of a joke. I think that's a bad take, right? Like, the roster going into this year is way is way better than last year. You know, do you agree well, with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at it and the starting lineup's the same, right? You have a second year of Tyrese Halliburton. You have another lottery pick in Davion Mitchell. You have a, a re-sign of Terrence Davis, who was not on the roster last year to start the, to start the season, right? You have um, Alex Lenback. You have Tristan Thompson. You have Mo Harkless. You know, last year, literally, it was the same lineup we have now. Rashawn Holmes, Marvin Bagley, Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, Darren Fox, and then your sixth man was Halliburton. After that, it was Corey Joseph, Met Two. You know, uh, Robert Woodard was on the roster. Kyle Guy was on the roster. Justin James. Justin James was on the roster. Kill me, dude. Um, Jameis uh, um, Ramsey. Is that how you pronounce his name? Something like that. You know what I mean? Like, those guys... That was the bench line or Hassan Whiteside. That was the team last year. So if you, if you, you know, if you're trying to sit here and tell me that this roster is not better than last year's opening day roster, you're fucking high. And you, you honestly are just a hater, dude, because this, this is the first time. Okay. And I can't even remember when we're Sacramento, you know, I'm not saying the top end talent is up there. Okay. But where there's a legit nine to 10 guys who are legit NBA players, like if Sacramento was to let them go, right? If they were just to be randomly waived by Sacramento, they would be picked up on an NBA contract the next day, right? Not a fucking two-way contract, okay? They're not going to go play for the Stockton Kings or they're not going to go play for the Santa Cruz Warriors, you know, after this. No, they're going to get picked up on an NBA roster. Okay. Hey, you know what's hella funny? You know, you know what's hella funny about that take right there, dude? Is it's it's so sad. Hey, it's it's so sad because the the bar is so low that we're just ex- we're just excited that the Kings actually have ten NBA players. <laughs> you know how many how, how many players over the years have been on the Kings roster, and then once they moved on from the Kings, they didn't play basketball anymore. I mean, this goes back 10 years. There's so many guys like that. Like, they got traded, they finished it's, out it, the year on the roster, it, and they didn't and play basketball guys, anymore. And it's guys who got serious minutes. Minutes. Serious. Yeah. You know, you got guys like, all right, you know, I know he's still in the NBA, but, I mean, actually, I don't know about right now, but, like, Justin Jackson, who started a lot of games and played a lot of minutes for Sacramento, guy fucking left and, you know, bounced around. Who You know, great, he was on Milwaukee last year or whatever. He's a first-round pick, play, too, dude. You know? Willie Cauley Stein, a starter who played 30 fucking minutes a night for Sacramento for years, for like three or four years, right? Gets 12 minutes a game in Dallas. You know, those are guys who played, you know, Harry Giles, guys who people just loved, can't get minutes in Portland. You know, like there's, those are like big name, you know, uh, first round draft picks in Sacramento, you know, fucking, uh, uh, who's the big man from Greece, uh, Number 13. Oh, oh my gosh. Papianis? Yes. 
Papianis, <laughs> you know, a also- first round, a first round pick who two years later is out of the NBA. Those well, are the guys that you had on this roster in Sacramento. Even, even like dudes like Omri Caspi, Omri Caspi, you know, kind of finished Omri, off the year Omri and Caspi. then that was kind of about it. Remember but like Jack, fun. remember Jack Cooley? People were excited that Jack Cooley was well, like, he only put like two, he, yeah, he's on a, but, but you know what I mean? Like on the two-way contract that people were calling for him. I remember listening on, you know, to Carmichael Dave a, a years back and him talking about Cooley needs to be starting. He needs to get minutes. And it's like, where the fuck is that guy, dude? I'm pretty sure I saw that guy on Facebook the other day as like a random dude as like a ad friend here. You know, like, <laughs> hey, Jack, Jack Cooley, great, you know, whatever. But like, those are, you know, those guys right there that were filling out this roster, the bottom of the roster for Sacramento for a long time. And it's like, where the fuck are they? We're 10 deep, dude. That's something to be, that's something to be excited about. Know, there is something know, to be said about depth. No, it's exciting because we're fans and we're like, finally, right? But it's, it's, it's fucking sad. It's sad. Like that they... That this is the like that we're just excited by that. You would think that with what 15 guys on a roster in an NBA where people make a shit ton of money and they can just, you would think that the Kings have would be able to, uh, you know, find NBA players for their team. You would think, but you'd be surprised, um, you know, on that because that's that really hasn't been the case. The at, the end of the, at the end of the day, it comes to top end, you know, the top end talent, the superstar conundrum that we've talked about. and um, you know, at the end of the day, it is about having, you know, superstars on your team, but, um, I gotta say, man, it's really nice to know that if, uh, you know, buddy healed goes down, God forbid we have Halliburton, you know, to fill in the spot in the starting role. And then we have Davion Mitchell and Terrence Davis to back that up. You know what I mean? Like before Kyle guy was getting 15 minutes because of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was real shit, dude. Or, or, you know, I remember a couple of years ago when, uh, Justin I, James was when like... when no when Buddy Hield missed a, it was early in the season in 2019 and it was uh against Portland it was in Portland and I remember Buddy Hield missed a game like a rare game and it was like game over like it was no you know one guy goes down it's like all right it's it's game like you know just bet the money line on, on the opposing team and just collect whatever that is because that's that's I mean literally one guy one guy. You know, yeah. and, and, that's, and that's, that was the difference too with like Rashawn Holmes getting hurt. You know, when Holmes would get hurt, now you next thing you know, you have met two in there. Yeah, no, you, you have know? no depth. Yeah, but yeah, you no, it's depth, it's... and and the next thing you know, we're just getting dominated down low because we have we you know we're running you know these these young guys who aren't ready to be in the NBA, and um, so there there is you know you know it's nice. It's you know I'm a little optimistic about that. I'm not no way in shape form predicting anything great from this roster, but I am you know. Um, excited about not having to worry as much about, you know, the injury Just, bug, you know, somebody rolls their ankle. It's the end of the world. You know what I mean? You know, you, you said something about like, you know, the you kind of said a lot of things about right there about the team and how you still need to have superstars, but you know, there's no great team in the NBA that has a great uh, starting lineup that doesn't also have a bench too. So, you know, there's, there's multiple levels to the, you kind of have to have everything to be able to be really a really good team. Yeah. You know, you do, uh, that's a team I look at is like the Denver nuggets. I mean, the Denver nuggets obviously got the MVP. So it's, you know, but bear, I guess the, my example was the last, even the last bunch of years, that team was so, I felt like was so dominant. And I mean, they're, they're, they're up in the upper echelon in the, in the West. And a lot of it was, was the strength to the depth of their team, you know, and that, so, I mean, it just kind of counts for something, 
but that that's that we talked about that superstar conundrum a couple weeks ago and you're for you're for sure right about that and that um if the kings just had one more all-star level player i think then you really could get really really excited but i don't know you know that it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like that's what the move is i i heard that crack today what do you what do you want today oh damn you heard that gosh yeah. dang it okay guys okay so for the last like few months, all right. Well, first off, me and Eric got new mics. Okay. And so that's why you haven't heard the beer cracks in a while. I've been doing them, but Eric hasn't been hearing them. So like, we kind of just like edit out that portion. Cause we're like, fuck man, what the hell is going on? I, I didn't touch my mic today. Okay. I didn't, I, I, it's on the same adjustments as it always is. And we got an official beer crack. So maybe we're back. Okay. It, it was a cruise light. Okay. Cruise light. Right. You got to stay hydrated out here. It was hot today. You know, so I'm out here drinking some water, you know, so, uh, but yeah, fuck yeah. I'm glad you said that, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. This actually, this is actually Cruise Light number two. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. So on the, on the Kings though, to, I guess to wrap that point, if it, if I don't know if you're listening, if it even needs to be wrapped, I mean, you guys get the gist about what we're saying. Um, but, um, uh, Marvin Bagley, this is hilarious. Marvin Bagley and Buddy Hill, right? I wanted to bring this up to you. Okay. You know what I love is this is like such a, I don't know if this is like a, some shit they listen to Drake too much or something, but they're like, you know, hey, Marvin, hey, buddy, you know, you had that trade happen to you this summer that fell through. Hey, Marvin, we know you've been coming off problems and you know, you want out. You know what the standard response has been for these guys, Ryan? it's god's plan god's plan it's god's plan hey hey it's god's plan if and then and the other one was uh it was god has me right exactly where he exactly wants where me. he wants it's me like, to be it's like hey man hey you know applaud the uh you know standing by your faith etc however i don't think the god's with the sacramento kings i think god's been with the sacramento kings you yeah, know what i, I mean saw i saw that too but you know they're, they're okay one thing I took, I thought that was funny too, that him and Buddy were just like God's plan. <laughs> God's plan. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, I I was a little unsure, man. You know, there's been a lot of talk, dude, a lot of hating on Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley. And, uh, you know, you Luke Walton gave praise to both of them. You know, they both said the right, at the end of the day, they both said the, you know, the uh, politically right thing. And they both... Uh, you know, seem like they're working hard, I guess. So um, I thought, dude, I thought it was going to be a little bit of a shit show. You know, it's Sacramento, man. What what would, you know, what would a start of a Sacramento season be without a bunch of, without a shit show going on in SAC? So um, every everything seems like all is well uh, uh, two days in or three days into training camp. So yeah, um, God, God's plan. God's plan. That shit is hilarious, man. Um, no, they are saying the right things, which is good. We don't need to, but I mean, we'll see what happens if someone doesn't play in the fucking fourth quarter or something. Yeah, we'll but, but, um, you, you know, what is, uh, is I wanted to ask you, I usually don't buy into this type of stuff. I, we don't subscribe to this take usually, Ryan. And it's, it's this is like something like the, the fans love cause it's like nostalgia, but, but, uh, Doug Christie, he, you know, coaching the kangs now and there's been um some stuff that's been coming out and it's like marvin bagley spending all day in yeah. the in the yeah. quote-unquote the lab with doug christie you know and they're working real hard with doug christie um so this is what this is the take i said i, I don't generally just subscribe to this but 
I actually this year, I, I think that actually kind of is going to kind of mean something to smooth over relations. I really do. Doug Christie from on the broadcast and just what he seems like he obviously knows he knows how to play the positions. He knows how to he's smart when it comes to basketball, the IQ, right? But he seems like a cool dude, actually. And it seems like he's, he could be he, he, he could be that likable. kind of like, yeah, what do you call that? Like that, 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 that uh, mediator. Yeah, the, the media, the middleman. He the middleman between you know, but that's and 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 that's what everybody thought Alvin Gentry would be last year. Remember that when Alvin Gentry came in, it was like, oh, coaches, you know, players, coach Alvin Gentry. You know what I mean? Like people, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, I think Doug Christie can relate more uh, to Marvin Bagley um, than Alvin Gentry, obviously. <laughs> You know, so that's probably, you know, I'm not going to say I'm buying into Doug Christie as like this secret weapon. No, 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 no. But it, 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 it really wasn't like X's. I wasn't even saying X's and O's. It's just like just relatability. Have, yeah, the Kings have had a, and that's why I said I don't generally subscribe to these takes, but I do think it's a, worth, it's worth kind of thinking about. Right. And it's, it's the Kings have had a real problem for several years when it comes to like uh, personalities and shit. Okay, back to Cousins, whether it would be the media and all his coaches. Great, maybe. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and then even even like after with Dave Yeager, I mean, there was a lot yeah. of shit. Dave Yeager, a lot of reason Yeager Dave Yeager got Yeager. canned had seemed to be had to do more with his personality and relations with players and in, in front office. And then you have issues with Marvin Bagley in relations with the coach. So there's just a little bit of a history in the last couple of years. And that's why I'm saying not the X's nose part, but it does seem like maybe to have, maybe yeah. to have someone in the room, like you said, who kind of yeah. n- knows the lingo and shit, I guess. I, yeah. I, I think it, it will I'm, not that X's nose, Ryan, but it's more like, I'm kind of thinking it's going to make an impact on us not hearing a bunch of fucking bullshit coming out from yeah. the Kings. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you think um, that's a good take? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I could see that being, I could see that being the case, you know, Doug Christie can, you know, from, from what it seems like so far, you know, what it, you know, appearance is, you know, he's the coach that, you know, probably Luke Walton gets into some asses and Doug Christie's in the corner repping the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you ever, you ever seen, you ever seen, remember the Titan, remember, you know, obviously remember, remember the Titans when coach Yost is just going over there and put PD on defense after he gets yelled out by coach Boone. Yeah. And he's like, you're going behind my back. Like, Hey, maybe, maybe Doug Christie's going to be that kind of guy, you know, Hey, all is good, man. Come over. We're good. Let's move on. And, uh, but real quick, go back touching on Dave Yeager real quick. All right. At, we're a few years removed. Okay. And I'm convinced, okay, that because we never really heard much about this, that Dave Yeager, his per the personality was or or the problem was he was just calling Sacramento out on their incompetency. <laughs> and Vivek and Vladi just were not having that shit. And players were just not, you know, I, I could just see Dave Yeager just hella frustrated, just mad as fuck, like, bro. What kind of you know bullshit franchise am I walked into? You know, but that's what it, you no. know. After being a few years removed, it's it's funny, man. That you know, it kind of puts things into perspective. Yeah, yeah. No, the uh, that was a weird. That was a weird thing. And but looking back though, I mean, that was the key, there. going up, up to, to that, that point. The Kings were were on a little bit of a climb. I mean, they won thirty nine games, yeah. I think, that year, and then yeah. you know, so see, the guy. I never, I never thought it wasn't a thing of not being able to coach. And um, I think he just I, probably told everybody, "You guys are fucking idiots, dude!" And like, what the hell are we doing right now? 
Hey, you, yeah, you're giving me Willie Cauley Stein and fucking Omri Caspi and Amon and Shepard, Vince, Vince Amon Carter. Play, Amon Shepard's playing how many minutes? Like, yeah, Vince Carter. Wait, what? Like, you're giving me this yes. to play with? Like, yes. you sign George Hill, you trade George Hill? Like, yeah. like help me out, man. You know, I no, I, it's the Kings did weird shit, and yeah, that's probably the case on, on that. Uh, but yeah, that man, fucking Kings, dude. I, I just. It's it's so tough, guys. You know, it's so tough. And like we keep coming back every year, but I, I always say it every year. I just don't think I can handle like backward shit anymore. They need to gun and go forward for me, or I'm gonna lose my sanity, dude. You know? Yeah, they, you think I who knows, man? Who knows? It, it's easy to sit here right now, right? Like, let's be real. There's not a lot going on in Sacramento. Like, we're coming on here and we're kind of just bullshitting. And we're, we're really, honestly, we're just waiting for two and a half weeks from now when we can do our predictions and we can really, you know, analyze beginning a season, you know. Uh, but part of me is just like, dude, in a couple, you know, a month and a half from now, what if Sacramento jumps off to 0 and 7? Like, what the fuck are we going to do again? Oh, well, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, not I don't freak know. out. You know, I got, but it. It'll it's be hard, crazy. Dude. I can't even fathom that right now, dude. Well, I'm sitting here, I'm like, because on paper, it's like Sacramento, you got to be better than years past. Not saying they're a freaking playoff team. I'm not saying that they're, yeah. you know, whatever, but like, like, I mean, fuck, dude, can we win 40 games? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> can we go 500? Like, I, and and yeah. you're right, dude. And you're right. And it's like, dude, if we win 28 games or we win 32 games, like, I don't know if I can fucking do it, dude. No, I, I get, I get. And this is so hard. We, we, we understand the incremental growth as an NBA franchise. We understand that, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be five games, 10 games. It's like you said, it's, it's just not going backwards. Like, I just can't sit here and watch this team go backwards. If they only won 34 games this year, uh, can, it's like, how the fuck are they not better at the end of this year than they were at the end of that 2019 season when they fired Jaeger at three? Like, yeah. that, that would, how, how are they not better than that team? You yeah. know, I, that, that, that would be very frustrating after the last, you know, almost two decades of us dealing with that shit. But I'll say, Ryan, there's optimism out there for all of us. You don't know how I know this, Ryan, because I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. You know this about me. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the kings of the NFL. You know what I mean? And I sat through that shit for forever. And last year when they won, I never I never thought it would happen. I mean, it did take Tom Brady to walk through. So maybe at the end, maybe at the end of LeBron James's career, Ryan, he'll just come over <laughs> to the Kings and be the king and fucking storyline. And then and then that's when the king, it'll happen for everybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, don't hold your breath, man. Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath for that one. So, hey, thank you guys for uh, listening in. Um, if you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and at Kingscast Ryan. And we're very active on our Facebook group, Kingsland. So check that out. Uh, we run that with a couple guys out there, and it's a real, real fun page. Um, and to stay up to date with the podcast, you can always find it anywhere at Kingscast. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.